Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r r in the morning. Wimpy for three, butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with R&R in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Joe, it's 7 o'clock, which means it's time for Silver and Black, and I, I want to kind of come into this in a certain way. I think uh, okay. sometimes sometimes I can have an eclectic sort of thought process. I think that that's pretty well known. Um, you, you've got a coffee in your hand. You put sugar in there? I don't. No, I'm a, I'm a straight black guy. Okay. No cream, well, that, no sugar, no nothing. That doesn't really work for the analogy, but we're just going to go and pretend <laughs> that you do. All right? Okay. All right. So, fine. Yeah. Well, so you're a fan of the song Pour Some Sugar on Me, right, at the very sure. least? Uh-huh. Something yes. That, something that's always bothered me about this song is, so the whole premise is pour some sugar on me, right? In the bridge, he says, do you take sugar? He's asking whoever's involved here. And then what does he say after that? Yeah, you got me, dude. I he says, know. do you take sugar? And then he says, one lump or two. Okay, oh, okay. that's what he says in the yeah. song. Uh-huh. So we've est- we've established that the unit of measurement of sugar, you know, the sugar available comes in lumps. But he's asking you to pour it on him. So we're just going to pour a bunch of lumps of sh- You know, it's not like grainy. He's not saying, do you want a teaspoon of sugar? Do you want a, a packet of sugar? He's saying, do you, do you want a lump of sugar? Pour some of these cubes on me. There would be nothing cool or sexy about this process it would actually be maybe dangerous to have all these lumps of sugar you know kind of falling in your eyes um yeah so i've always thought of the song that way and again that's the way my brain works um i don't know what to think of the san antonio spurs at this point i'm i'm out of options i'm out of thoughts i'm out of really just kind of patience for them dropping another one on sunday night to the utah jazz 128 109 they, of course, lost on Friday night to the Lakers. But Wimby did drop a five for five. That was pretty cool. We got that toy, that, you know, bright and shiny, you know, brand new piece of NBA history. Added to the collection of Wimby's can't believe he did that collection. Meanwhile, the Spurs lost their 400th game in a row. You know, it, it, again, it's sad. And I said this going into the break. I, I really don't know what to think of this team because I don't think it's going to look anything like it looks now come next year. At least I hope it doesn't. I, and I really hope that the Spurs are aggressive in the offseason. And I think that's what Spurs fans can hold on to right now. When I watch these games and watching and listening to that game last night, it sounded like a very – well, first of all, I guess we could give them the excuse that they were tired, right? Oh, third Joe, game, third game in four nights, although they are the youngest team in the NBA. So uh, that shouldn't matter. Uh, but it was a very lazy game to me uh, watching it. The Spurs just kind of going through the motions. Uh, and, and, and boy, I, especially the way they started out, it was just like uh, they'd rather been anywhere else than Salt Lake City, Utah, which, you know, I mean, I 
necessarily can't blame him for that. But um, I just don't know what to think of this team. And I think it's going to look much different as uh, we go into next year than it does now. And for me, RJ, quite honestly, man, I just don't understand why the Spurs chose to do what they're doing this year. It just seems like a wasted year to me for uh, for the uh, a talent such as Wimbanyama. You go through tanking, and there's always a, a level of discourse, right, when a team's in a tanking situation. I want to tank because I want to improve. I want to get the number one pick, whatever. No, you, I, every game matters. You play to win the game, all these stupid things that you heard in high school a million different times. Um, but we did it. We We actually did that thing. And, and not only did we do that thing, but we got the number one overall pick. Like, that's one reason you do it. But, and then you do that so that you hope that that guy is amazing. That happened. <laughs> like, like we already yeah. – we went, we went through the hard part of all this. And they're, that they're worse with Wimby is so unfathomable. You, I agree with you. It was a really lazy effort. And you can – I know you don't – you're not actually excusing them, but you can miss me with this, oh, they're tired crap. Like – it's the rodeo road trip, man. Like they're not unfamiliar with this, <laughs> you know. Like, well, welcome to playing for the San Antonio Spurs, and even then, welcome to just life in the NBA. Um, and so, I I feel like the Spurs, for the most part, have done a great job of towing the company line of no, this is the season. Everybody's got to be patient. But it did feel like on Sunday we saw a little bit of a crack in that armor. Uh, Keldon Johnson was benched after four minutes, and this felt. Honestly, kind of stupid to me. I mean, because of, uh, because, and if, if Denver does something like this, right? If one of the best teams in the NBA does, you're like, okay, cool. Send a message, right? Like, we're, we're all with you. But who the hell are you, Spurs, <laughs> to act like, you know, we've, we've got to bench Keldon Johnson. I mean, we, we've got to really prove a point here. Uh, Mitch Johnson spoke after the game, obviously, on what happened here, why Keldon was benched after just four minutes of play. Just repetitive mistakes. Sometimes you need to change up the messaging or change up the accountability or how you do things, and Pop's the best at it. So, accountability, you know Joe. Accountability. Well, look, Keldon Johnson, I, and I, if I was a gambling man, which I am, RJ, I, I would bet that they are going to try and see him in a different uniform next year. And I think that's just the way it is. I don't think he has responded the way they hoped he would. Uh, when they drafted him and, and brought him along. And so I, I think he's not long for San Antonio. And I think what Pop was doing with benching a guy like Keldon Johnson, he's he's been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, and these guys are just not getting any better. Uh, they're not. They're making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I think if you're Greg Popovich, you got to say, well, I mean, at, at some point i got to start taking drastic action. I think Pop has coddled these guys – in ways that I have never seen Greg Popovich do before. And everybody tells me, well, it's a new brand of of, of, of player and, and kids today and yada, yada, yada. And I just don't buy that. You play professional basketball, you either do it right or you don't do it at all. And if you're afraid to get yelled at, well, then maybe you should uh, find another profession. I agree with you entirely. Maybe, that, I mean, you know, the the generation or whatever is kind of, I think, whatever. But the the weird thing for me here is, now you're this person like like we've been we've been asking you to be this this team this level of disciplinarian all season long because the, these kinds of mistakes are like like why was it enough all of a sudden on February 25th you know what I mean like it it just feels um it, it kind of feels like you know when when you know uh, somebody has maybe some unruly kids and and family or, or friends come over 
and the kid does something that they've done all the time. They go and they get a snack out of their fridge. What are you doing? And the kid's like, dude, what are you <laughs> like? You've never cared before when I would when I would break the rules like this. Now all of us, and I don't know what they're trying to save face for. Maybe they just maybe they finally say, you know, let's just try something different. You know, what's going to happen? We're going to lose another game. And in that respect, I guess I kind of applaud them for for at least not losing the exact same way. And it's really sad that that's what it's come down to is that, hey, at least you lost in a slightly different manner than you did on Friday night against the Lakers. You know, and that's what's funny about it, RJ, is we're applauding the Spurs for the way they played against Sacramento and the Los Angeles Lakers. They hung in there. They didn't get blown out. Uh, You know, especially that Sacramento game, it was a game that they – they had a chance to win that thing. Uh, and, and that's what it's come to. And that's what's sad about it all is the fact that we're, we're applauding these guys for just staying close. Uh, look, I, I, I don't care if Spurs fans are spoiled. I don't care what the answer is. You deserve, if you're a paying fan, or, or even if you're not, if you're a Spurs fan, you deserve the best product that can be out on the floor. And the Spurs failed miserably with that. And, and, and again, I, I don't think anybody will ever admit it in the Spurs front office, but this was a disaster. And it's been a waste for me, at least, uh, for Victor Wimbanyama's first year. And I know that he's playing well and seems to be adjusting to the NBA, and that's the one positive we'll take out of this. But for you not to surround this kid with some some better talent, some veteran leadership, uh, to me is just a, a huge mistake. The Spurs turned the ball, Joe, over 20 times on Sunday night. 20 and if that sounds like a lot, like it's one thing when you hear a stat like that and you're like, oh, that, that's probably a lot. And then you find out that's actually kind of normal. Uh, but they turned the ball over 20 times. That was the most that a team had in an NBA game since the Clippers last year on February 24th. Yesterday was February 25th. So it was almost the exact one year anniversary. Um, and you do this one day after history. Or not one day, one game after history. Well, on Friday night, Wimby dropped a 5-for-5 five five night, 5-by-5. Five five. Again, uh, whatever nomenclature you want to use against the Lakers. He was the first rookie to do this since Jamal Tinsley in 2001 and became just the second player to have five blocks and five steals in consecutive games joining Michael Jordan. This is the dude that we're talking about, and then they're getting waxed by the Jazz. I mean, it's just it's it's really difficult to believe that these things are happening simultaneously. Well, it is, and it's sad. It really is to me. It's sad. And and look, when 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 David Robinson came into this team, he had some veteran leadership around him. When Tim Duncan came here, there was some veteran leadership around him. And and for the Spurs to choose to just go as is with this team, and 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 maybe I'll give them a little bit of a break, RJ, because I mean, let's face it, they won twenty two games last year. So you figure the same team, you add Wimbanyama, uh, they'll be a little bit better. Well, they're worse. Give them some time to get get used to this nah. guy, get all of that. But now, I mean, we're the season's almost over, and they're not getting any better. And that's why I believe you've got to you got to look at this team in, in completely clean house. But there's got to be some veteran leadership uh, in the mix here, and, and whether that's superstars uh, like a Trey Young or just veterans that are you know mid level guys, you got to get them in here. And 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 Wimby needs that. He needs that on the floor. You can have Tim Duncan all day long at the practice facility. But you need a guy that can say, hey, did you see what that guy just did to you there? Here's what you need to do to counter it. That on-the-spot stuff is what Wimby is not getting right now. Wimby was asked about this phenomenon on Friday night and about the comparison to Jordan specifically, and he said, I wonder if he did it in wins. And uh, for what it's worth, MJ did. 
I kind of like that. I kind of like the passive aggressiveness from Wemby. Like, I agree with you. It would be wonderful to have veteran leadership. I'm, sign me up for Trey Young right now. Whatever you want, let's do it. Like, I'm absolutely on board with that. But at the very least, Wemby, and I, I know it's unfair to expect him to do more on top of the just stupid, Herculean, amazing things he's already doing, but that's that's what happens when you're this great of a player. And so the veteran leadership is not going to come from the rookie. Um, and so I kind of like that, you know, again, that little dig, you know what I mean? That like, oh yeah, well we're losing and like, he's pissed off. He's an all world talent. Like he's not used he to being be. the, the joke of anything like this. He should be pissed off. I mean, I would be, the guy's used to winning. Uh, and again, there was a learning curve for him getting into the NBA and understanding what, uh, how to do it. Because look, it's a, it's a higher level than anything he's ever done. I don't care. There's no you know, knock on the French league, but the NBA is the best talent in the world, the best athletes in the world. There's no question, and there's no argument for that. So it would it takes him a little time to get things, uh, you know, understand how things work in the NBA, and he's done that. He's showing that he belongs. He's showing that he can play. The problem is he's got nobody to play around him. Uh, Devin Vassell seems to be playing well, and and I and I think he's a he's a piece moving forward. Other than that, RJ, I'm not sure that anybody else is. Jeremy Sohan was a disaster last night. I mean, the guy looked like he never played basketball in his life, <laughs> and so I, I I just think that everybody besides Wimby and possibly Devin Vassell uh, is expendable at this point, and I think the Spurs have got to make this team look a lot different than it does uh, by the start of next season. Yeah, if you look like. Um like Charles Barkley after the Monstars took his talent. It's not a good look for you, Jeremy. Um, not at all. So, yeah, actually, before you joined this morning, I opened the question to the Brigade Bar and to the world at large. Um, I saw a tweet last Friday. I think it was Friday. It might have been Thursday. It said something like, how many Spurs, outside of Wimby, obviously, on this roster are on it in 10 years? And my, my mental thought was like, 10 years? I was like, I can't. There's no, definitely nobody, but even two years from now, I mean, Wimby and Devin, that's it. Like, they're the only ones that I would – I don't even know that I would bet on Devin being on the roster in two years. I mean, you said you're a gambling man. Would you Would you gamble on – Wimby's, again, an obvious name. But would you gamble on even Devin being on in this roster? Because no, I would bet that nobody outside of at least the two of them is going to be on this team in 2026. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope not. I mean, I really do. I hope the fact that, that there is a big change. Uh, Spurs have plenty of money. They've got a closet full of draft picks. Uh, they're going to have another high draft pick, if not the number one draft pick this year, because they're going to be back in the lottery. They're going to have uh, a lot of opportunities to get that number one pick. And it's what do you do with it? Everybody looks at Oklahoma City, RJ, and says the Spurs are trying to model themselves after that. Well, okay, that's fine. But you got to draft well. Oklahoma City has done that. The Spurs have not, and and if you're looking at a Keldon Johnson, uh, it looks like to me anyway that ah, maybe that was not a good pick. Josh Primo, not necessarily the Spurs' fault. The guy was a weirdo. So I mean that's the way that worked out. But I mean y you got to draft well. Just because you have draft picks doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to build a franchise and build a championship team. You have to draft well, and the Spurs have got to get it right. But they've got to get a mix of veterans in here as well. I agree with you, and I want us to remember this energy. I got so mad, um, and we were talking about this in Vegas, but I got so mad at Cowboys fans, as an example, who were like, oh, man, the Mike Zimmer hire is amazing. And I was like, man, y'all were just pissed off like two weeks ago. What happened? Where, where did that energy go? You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden you're willing to kind of come back 
And I get that sports are more fun when the team, you know, when we enjoy the teams that we root for. But remember how this feels on February 26th. Remember how pissed off you are after another four-game, whatever game, losing streak, however many it's going to get up to right now. Remember that if and when, Joe, the Spurs don't trade for Trey Young. Because if and when something like that doesn't happen, there's going to be all these people in Spurs Twitter, oh, no, this is all, just trust them, trust them. No, like, remember how this feels. Because if they do trade, again, Trey Young just kind of represents a hypothetical here. If they tra- if they don't do anything like that, then there's no reason to trust them, right? Like, this was not, this, it, I would argue it isn't even worth it now. You're throwing away an all-time season. Granted, it's the rookie one for Wimby, but you're throwing it away in the name of future production, future building, whatever. If you don't take a serious move in the offseason, then we have absolutely no reason to believe that you're ever going to do it. They have to, and I, I just don't see them not doing that. I think that uh, that you're going to see some serious movement in the offseason. I think that, look, Pop wants to win. They know what they have in, in Wimbanyama, and, and you can't build the team the way it is currently constructed. We've seen that. It's been a, a miserable failure. You go out, you change things up, and you build around Wimbanyama. But I, I still believe that you've got to have some guys that have been in this league a while that can help this guy. Pop said it the other day, they need shooters. They're going to have to go out. He's already indicated that you got to go out and find some shooters. And I'm not sure you're going to find that in the draft that will help you right away. Um, uh, Spurs, again, plenty of money, draft picks to trade with and to play with, and, uh, and there, there's no reason that this – administration the management of the spurs doesn't go out and be very aggressive this offseason they have to be and nobody's saying that we want to you know they're going to win a championship next year but for goodness sake they won 11 games this year i mean can we can we get to 25 maybe 30 i mean let can we see some improvement i haven't seen any improvement at all in this ball club this year other than victor Wimbanyama. they won 11 games and this is a silly way to measure it but that's okay. What like can you close your eyes and think of like, damn, what a game they played. Like what what game comes to mind? When you can can you can you think of one this season? I got to go all the way back to the Phoenix games when they beat the okay. Suns back to back early in the season. Okay. Yeah, those games and and they did beat Minnesota, right? At, at one point uh win at home. That was a pretty good game. The, the, That's been, mine. Right. Flashes but and here's the issue, too. You don't think the Timberwolves remember that? Spurs have to go there tomorrow night. <laughs> so that, oh, that could get ugly really quick. Well, they um, there's a lot of retribution to be paid, um, I think, on that front. On, along those lines, were you affected by the um, the service outage as the weekend begins? Yeah, I've got AT&T service. Um, and well, so, I just saw yeah, something. I was. And, I saw something right now that AT&T, and con- I guess a, a congratulations to you, AT&T is apparently going to reimburse customers $5. Did you, have you seen this yet? Really? I have yeah. not. I'll so, take it. So you're going to get $5 as, a, as some retribution <laughs> for the service that you lost? I, I do, like, because how would you quantify that? Like, how would you say, oh, you lost whatever, I don't know, 16 hours worth of service. Like, that that's worth uh, $2.19, whatever, but... So you get $5 as retribution. What could the Spurs give you outside of a title next year that would serve as retribution? What would what could be the $5? For me, it is Trey Young. That And I'm going to put that specific name, not what he represents. You've got to go get somebody out that can handle this. You, you've got to go get a, a general. You've got to go get somebody who can distribute things 
because Trey Young can make a lot of this look better. I love the ball in Wemby's hands, don't get me wrong, but you need somebody who is a tried-and-true veteran, somebody who can move, somebody who's agile, quick, et cetera, et cetera. If you get Trey Young, that's my $5 for my power or my service outage. Well, that's uh, I, I would even go as far as to say that might even be ten, RJ. So <laughs> okay. uh, that that would that would be great, and I would love to see that. Look, everybody says the point guard is is no longer, and it's not necessary. I completely disagree. As much as people want to change the game of basketball, it stays the same to me. You need a quarterback on the floor, and that's what a point guard is. Uh, and you get a guy in there like a Trey Young who can do that. That that would be fantastic. Um, but get somebody. Get somebody, uh, you know, uh, Jones, Trey Jones is, is, is fine. He's adequate. I think he'd make mm. a great, uh, guy off the bench. If you want to keep him around, that's fine. But, uh, y- you need to get somebody that can lead this team and that can, that can help Wimbanyama be even better. I mean, I just think we're scratching the surface with Wimby and we're and not even scratching the do. surface. We're like, we're, it's, this is the the free sample of ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Like the, it's the little spoon <laughs> before you actually pick a flavor uh, to ultimately say like, oh, I want you know chocolate chip or a cookie dough or whatever the case may be. But because I, I, I mean, like he's pulling like we're we're out of words to describe these historic achievements. I mean, Friday night was a masterpiece, and and LeBron was all impressed. Did you hear what LeBron had to say about um, how he's not with him every day, by the way? Did you hear this? No. Uh, tell me. Let me hear him. So LeBron, obviously <laughs> highly impressed by Wimby. How could you not be? Uh, but he had a line about how he didn't, you know, he doesn't get to see Wimby every day. Well, let's just hear. This is uh, the king on uh, on what Wimby did on Friday night against the Lakers. He doesn't have a ceiling, so you do whatever he wants to do with his career. He seems like he enjoys the game. He seems like he puts the word just from the outside looking in. Obviously, I'm not with him on a day-to-day basis, but I said it a long time ago how special you know he was. It's, it's literally that simple. So LeBron's not with him every day. That kind of, if I'm really trying to read between the lines, Joe, that's like LeBron saying, I'll be your $5. Like, I'll, I'll be there every day. You know, <laughs> like, just just a, a interesting comment given the chatter about LeBron and, and the upcoming summer. You know, that's a that's a, a a fantasy wish, I think. I mean, who knows what LeBron's going to decide to do and where he wants to play with his kid. If it's a if it's a uh, package deal with LeBron and his kid, I I'll pass. I oh, really Joe, will. Come I, I, on. I'll, I'll I'll pass because look, his kid's Even if not you ready send Bronny to Austin, that no, would bother that's where he belongs. I just I I don't think LeBron's going to come here. Um I hope I'm proven wrong. Uh, with that, it would be fantastic. Spurs fans would love it, and, and it would be outstanding. I don't think he's coming here. Um, but, again, there are guys out there, there are, and, and with the money that Spurs have to have to spend, they can get it done. LeBron, the compliments, that's nice. That's very good. Uh, the only thing I would say about Wimby, RJ, is I wish he'd stop shooting threes. You know, I know he's a big guy that can shoot, but he doesn't make a lot of them. So, um if he just stopped the, doing that, I think he'd be perfect. If these were normal, if these were remotely normal circumstances, I would agree with you. At this point, what do we have to lose? Like at this point, what, what you're doing, Joe, is you're going to the circus and you're saying, I think it's weird that y'all sell cotton candy. You know what I mean? Just just sell peanuts. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? You know, <laughs> we're at the circus. That, that's That's where we're at right now. And so... If he wants to shoot threes, so be it. If he doesn't, so be it. Work on the game. That's all. These are just glorified practices right now for the Spurs. And I hate to say that, but I mean the, the facts kind of speak for themselves in that capacity. Uh, it, it, look, I agree with that completely. 
uh, and and just get better if you're if you're Victor. Just right. get better over what there's twenty some odd games left in the season. Just get better and and get ready for next season. You'll have a full off season uh, that you can work and and get better. But uh, look, I, it's hard to get invested in this team. It it really is at this point in time because I truly believe it's going to look much different next year than it does this year. I don't know who's going to be here. So, you know, sometimes when you're a fan of a team, you're watching a guy, and, and other than Wimby, and everybody's watching Wimby, but you, you get invested. Well, you know, this guy, I see improvement over here. And this guy, well, you know, he, he's got potential. I just can't get invested in this team as it stands right now. It's going to be very difficult to continue to watch um, other than Wimby because he's the uh, – and I don't mean this disparaging, but he's the biggest attraction, the biggest clown right. that there is at the circus right now. Uh, and so that's what you're paying your money to see.